Welcome to Career Beats, 20-minute talks to navigate the new career development paradigm. Hosted by Carmen Gonzalez, coach and career advisor at ISADE Careers. Hi, listeners. I'm Carmen Gonzalez, Associate Director of ISADE Careers, coach and passionate about unlocking talent. I'm so pleased to be here with you today. experienced the uneasy feeling we get when starting a job search journey. Not knowing where to start is just so common. Which companies to target? In what industries would I excel the most? For which positions could I be a good fit? I'm sure these questions just sound so familiar. Job hunting effectively is not easy. It needs a good strategy behind it. So how to make sure that I take the right steps for success? how to define where I want to go, and how to market the value that I bring. There are so many questions up in the air. Good news is that we have Jennifer Fink with us today to help us clarify the journey. Jennifer is founder and CEO of Fink Development, specialized in providing coaching and strategic advising to mid-career professionals to help them gain clarity and navigate their career transition. Earlier in her career, she worked at Fukua School of Business and Haas School of Business, so she has vast experience working with the students to help them successfully navigate their careers. Jenny, we are so excited to have you with us today. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's our pleasure. We are so happy. So Jenny, let's start from the beginning. Talking about job search strategy, why is setting up a strategy for the job search so important? What would you say? Well, the short answer is that it can help you be more effective, it can help you be more efficient, and it can also help you maintain a greater level of confidence and probably most importantly, your well-being during your job search. Um, but let's talk about why that is. So what's most difficult about navigating a job search is that many of the things that feel intuitive are actually the opposite of what is effective. For example, many people would think, well, I need a job, therefore I'll go to the job boards and I'll start punching in the roles that I'm looking for and I'll just apply to jobs. And that seems to make sense. Like that's why job boards exist for people to find jobs. But sure. it turns out that that approach is the most competitive and least effective way to find a job in most cases. So instead, when you build a strategy that's tailored to your specific situation and your specific job search, it's always going to be more effective because you'll be competing against a smaller pool of candidates. It helps you be more efficient with your time because you're only spending your time on the tasks that are most likely to move the needle. And as I said before, probably most importantly, it can help you maintain that sense of clarity and confidence in the process. So you know that you're taking the right actions that are going to lead to the result you're looking for instead of constantly feeling confused about what you're doing and what you're spending your time on. Yeah, well, that sounds, that sounds very interesting. Job searching is definitely not just applying for jobs. And as you said, tailoring your strategy to your specific needs is very important. And that leads me to the second question. What's the first thing to do to make sure the job search strategy is successful. 
there are many things that I could say here, but taking it back all the way to the basics, I would say is getting your mindset right. Because job searching, as you mentioned in the intro, is really challenging and it can take a serious toll on your well being, especially if you're early career, mid career, or if you're trying to make a pivot into something new. So, making sure from the get go that you have really good habits and really good practices in place to calm your mind when you start to feel anxious or stressed or overwhelmed, it's just super important. Um, and one of my favorite tools for this, you know, for job seekers is the nine attitudes of mindfulness. And I'm happy to share a free daily guide with your listeners if that's helpful. But how it works is at the beginning of every day, you take a glance at the list and you just call out one of the attitudes that's the most resonating for you. And then you set an intention to come back to that attitude throughout the day, anytime you want to, of course, um, but also anytime you start to feel any of those negative emotions. So, for example, maybe one of the attitudes is beginner's mind, which is seeing things through, through a new lens or letting go of the things that are no longer serving you or having gratitude for the things that you do have versus the things that you don't have. And just the practice of familiarizing yourself with these attitudes on a regular basis, it helps you start to build that toolkit so you can draw upon them anytime you need them, right? It's not about being perfect because perfection doesn't exist, but it is about learning a new behavior and turning that into a habit that you can use to positively impact your job search and really positively impact your life on the whole. So then very important to have that calm mind to start with to really understand you know where you want to go and what you want to do right to have the right state of mind that's the first step absolutely but how to to figure out where I want to go because you know it's not easy um, when there are so many options out there um, it's not easy to know where to go where to go and I think it's easy to say you know self knowledge and know what you're after is very important but then to apply that and to really understand where I want to go what are my strengths you know what's how can I know myself better to apply to my job search, job search strategy it's not so straightforward so what are your specific tips for that self-assessment which is so important as a first step this is such a good question. <laughs> and it's probably one of the most common questions that I hear from people, honestly. And what I always say is start with building that internal clarity, right? Questions like, who am I? What do I care about? How do I want to show up in the world? And what unique value do I bring to the table? And that information will come from knowing your strengths and your values and your interests, right? Once you have that information, then you can move to that external clarity of where am I trying to go in terms of the industry or the, the company or the function or the location, because you can't answer the external clarity question of where do I truly want to go? What is going to be that ideal or authentic career path for me? Unless you start with that solid foundation of the internal clarity first, right? So um, let me share an example of a recent client that I worked with to kind of paint the picture. 
when we started working together, she knew that she wanted to make a pivot into the customer success space, which is a really popular mm -hmm. space right now. Um, and she knew that it aligned with her strengths and her background. So she had that kind of functional clarity coming in, but then determining which companies, which industries, and which locations she wanted to go to, um, those answers came straight from gaining more of that internal clarity, right, of her strengths and her values and her interests. So for her, it was things like growth and variety and culture and wellness and health and community and autonomy. Those were all top priorities for her next move. So knowing those elements, she was able to narrow down her industry to the health and wellness industry, narrow down her companies to startups and small businesses where she'd have a lot of autonomy, career growth, right? And narrow down her location to a move to Berlin from the US. And so at the end of the day, she knew exactly what she was targeting. She had a very narrow focus, which allows you to be more effective in your search. And she, most importantly, she knew why she wanted to go there. And that information is ultimately what helps you land your ideal job. Yes, so useful and so interesting. So then the three sort of main variables to take into account when drawing your job search strategy is understanding your strengths, right? Your values, what's important for, for, for you, for, for me, and the interests, what. I'm interested in what is uh, something that excites me. Do you have some specific questions that I can ask myself or our students can ask themselves to identify their strengths, values, and interests? Just a couple of questions for each one of the variables. So it helps to do the exercise to sort of, you know, put the thoughts on paper and really start from there. That's a good question. And yeah, I would say it's all three of those, right? I always say that authenticity comes from the unique combination of, of your strengths, values, and interests. Um, and I also have a guide for, uh, for this. So I'm happy to shoot you the link for people to work through the activities. Um, but it's, I guess what I would say is like, it's not hard. It's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Right? Yeah. Um, so some of the activities that I might do with people are when it comes to your values, um, maybe you just need a starting point, right? To think about like, what are the values? And so one of the activities I might do here is, is pull up a list of values and spend a couple of minutes going through and seeing which ones resonate most for me. And that part is pretty easy for people. So they might circle a bunch of values on the page. That's like, oh, all of these sound great, right? Yeah. Everybody wants mm -hmm. to say that, you know, autonomy and collaboration and honesty and integrity is important. But it's the second part of how do I narrow that down to the ones that are the most important right now, because those values are going to change over time as different things in your life change, right? So that's kind yeah. of a starting point for values. For yeah, interest, I think that's I think that's important as well, right? To acknowledge that sometimes, depending on the on you know on on the period of your life, maybe you know the values change a little bit. The things that are important to you, mate might be different or the things that you prioritize are different. Maybe at some stage of your life, you know, uh, salary is very important. And another stage of your life, family is very important. And you need to make decisions based on that. That's why knowing, you know, what's important to you at each stage helps you to make the best decisions. For sure. And for your students, like one of the things I see is very common 
is sometimes there's a lot of judgment kind of going back to the the attitudes of mindfulness and non-judgment there could be judgment coming out of an MBA and wanting to focus on getting into the company that has the best brand and the best reputation and a high salary but that's okay you don't have to have judgment around those things you're at a particular moment of your career and maybe you do want to have a launching pad for you know, the, the trajectory of where your career is going. Maybe you do want a high salary because you got to pay back a lot of student loans. Yeah. And so it's okay knowing that those things um, may not always be the case as you, as you say, and they, they will shift later in time for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, amazing. So imagine now that I have my list of strengths, values, and interests, what do I do next? Yeah, this is where I would go back to what I said before about external clarity. And once you have that internal clarity information, then you start to map it into what I call the four buckets of career transition. So that external clarity stuff of what is the right company, industry, location, and function for me, and which of my strengths, values, and interests map into each one of those, because it's not it's not going to be the same for every single one. Maybe you have a very strong value for a flexibility. And that value is important to you in your function because you want to be able to um, you know, approach your work in a particular type of way. You want to work wherever you want to work, right? So it could also be that flexibility is important for the company because you want a culture that supports you having flexibility. So it, it takes a little bit of work to kind of map those strengths, values, and interests into where does it need to show up? Where is it important? But once you do that, you have a um, what I build with clients is called an internal clarity guide to say, out of these four buckets, which strengths, values, and interests are deal breakers? They're non-negotiables. They have to be um, yeah. in this bucket. And that helps you kind of stay in check as you navigate your job search and not get pulled off into shiny objects and say like, I know I'm following the things I already said I was very yeah. um, important to me. Yeah, that's very interesting. So your non-negotiables are like your compass, right? That help you uh, make decisions and navigate uh, the journey successfully. And Jenny, I know that uh, you also talk a lot about networking. Um, I follow you um, in LinkedIn, you share amazing content in LinkedIn. Uh, so that's really good. Um, and you talk a lot about effective networking, which is an important, a really important aspect uh, in the job search. So what are your top three tips for effective networking? Yeah, I appreciate this question. And I would agree with you. Networking is, is so important, um, not only for the clarity building that we were just talking about, but also, once you have the clarity for kind of moving your job search forward, it's important for both. And a lot of people struggle with networking. So a couple of tips that I would say, top three, number one would be lead with curiosity. I think people get hung up a lot in like, who do I reach out to and what do I say? And um, they try to like Google on the internet, like which questions should I ask? And I think that trips people up. But if you just start with the questions of what am I genuinely interested in learning about and who is the best person to answer that question, it 
it really makes the process much easier uh, and you'll have more confidence doing it, I think. The second tip would be focus on building relationships, right? So this is, networking is definitely about building long-term relationships with people instead of making a transactional ask. Like, can you refer me to a job or do you know of any open jobs or can you take my resume, right? Um, it's definitely more a long game than a short game. And then the third thing I would say, this is kind of like a super tip maybe is follow up. So many people stop at message one, right? Because I, I reached out and if they're interested, they'll respond to me. And that's just really not the case. Um, most people or many people do want to help, but we're all very busy people. We have busy lives and it's very easy to get lost in the mix, especially on LinkedIn where, you know, we get so many messages. Uh, and so I would say, don't hesitate to follow up with somebody. Um, I promise that you will not offend anyone by being persistent. If anything, you'll seem more eager and more willing to do the work to get somebody's time. And that's usually the person who gets the time, right? There's a reason yeah. for that saying the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Um, I can say that's true in my case, the people who, who continue to reach out, even if I've uh, taken a, taken a hot second to respond to them, they stay top of mind for me and they often do get my time. Yeah, absolutely. Networking is definitely a very important aspect. And I really like your three top tips. So uh, really focusing on learning from the other person. So networking is not about you. It's always about the other person and uh, learning about the other person. So that's excellent. Uh, building a long-term relationship is not about tomorrow. It's about really building a relationship. And finally, the follow-up really show that interest and making sure that, you know, you're not just sending an email out of the blue or, you know, connecting with someone in LinkedIn out of, or out of the blue, but you're really, you really care and you want to follow up. So those are great tips for networking. Thank you, Jenny. And there are three questions that have been chosen by our audience. Um, so you can give us a short and practical answer. First question is, when reviewing a specific job description, if I feel that I don't tick all the boxes, should I apply anyway? I would say absolutely. If you have 60 to 70% of the skills that are required, I would say go for it because it's very common for a job description at this point to morph into this massive wish list of skills. And it's just very unlikely that any one person is going to have all of that in their background. So for the most part, I would say go for it with a very small caveat that if the position indicates a really hard qualification for something that you totally do not have, then probably save your kind of energy and mental bandwidth for something that's, that's more appropriate because those yeah. rejections can really build up over time. Even if you think they don't matter, they, they do kind of build up. Yeah, absolutely. Second question. What are the top aspects to consider when searching for jobs? Yeah, well, the top aspects are definitely going to depend on each person, right? So going back to the earlier comments on, on internal clarity that we talked about, um, but whatever is going to be the most important are whatever strengths, values, and interests are the most important to you right now. And as we talked about before, those elements are going to change over time. So make sure you're doing that assessment of, of what's important to me right now. 
and doing that mapping to say out of out of what I'm targeting, how many boxes is it checking in, in terms of what's important to me? And final question, how can I make sure I'm choosing the right company or the job or, or the right job role? Aside from gaining internal clarity, <laughs> which you probably uh, can tell I think is really important at this point. Another thing I would say here is get an outside perspective because it's really easy to get caught up in chasing that shiny object or wanting to take the easier, shorter path instead of prolonging a job search, which is very painful. Um, and so it's really good to have someone to challenge your decision-making, right? And in most cases, I would say it's better to hold out for the job that you truly want instead of taking the job that you can. But sometimes we're just too close to it to see that we might be making the wrong decision without out that outside perspective. That's great advice. Thank you. And now as final words of wisdom, if you were to give only one piece of career advice to our students, what would it be? related to job search strategy or in general? I would say there are so many career possibilities that are available to us. Right? And we just have to believe that we can create the career and the life that we want. If you believe it and if you want it, you're more likely to go after it. Right? So it's a cliche at this point, but life really is too short to not love what you do. And yeah. it really is possible to find it. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I think it's definitely very important to, you know, to go after what you love and, you know, internal clarity uh, is so important to know what you love uh, and then you can strategize after, after it. So, Jenny, I'm sure that our students will be eager to find out more about you. So where can they find you? Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, the best place to check out would be the website. So www.thinkdevelopment.com. We have all of our social media channels on there, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, and the blog and newsletter. So definitely check that out. And of course, please feel free to connect with me personally on LinkedIn. As you mentioned before, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Um, I try to post content daily and, um, and I'm always connecting with people on there. So don't hesitate to reach out and don't hesitate to follow up if I don't respond to you. Great. Uh, I'm I, I know that uh, probably you will receive many LinkedIn invitations after this, and I definitely uh, like your content in, in LinkedIn, and I encourage our students to follow you and read all your content because it's very useful. So thank you for all the work you do. And so much for being with us today, Jenny. All the tips that you just shared have been extremely useful. I'm sure our students have a much better idea now of how to effectively plan a job search for success. So thank you. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It was fun. Thank you. And Career Beats goes on next month. In our next episode, we'll continue talking about the about an efficient job search strategy and we'll share a step-by-step -step guide to increase chances for success. So if you'd like to put some strategy behind your job search but don't have enough time, or you'd like to hear about a specific recipe to generate leads for interviews, don't miss our next episode. We'll have the absolute pleasure of talking to Steve Dalton, author of the best-selling book, The Two-Hour Job Search, and the creator of The Lamp List, a science-based guide to target and find the best employers for you. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode of Career Beats. Keep 
keep your career beating. Tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts for a monthly dose of career stories, advice, and trends.